Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the People and Places Extra Podcast of 2022. I'm Ken Wallington. Do you like food? Of course you do. Everybody likes a good meal. Today, this podcast is for you. We're talking about one of the most well-known restaurants in eastern North Carolina, and it's become one of the most well-known in just five short years. The Farmer and the Dell opened back in 2017 out in Snow Hill in Greene County, and we're talking to the two owners, a husband and wife team, who started the place just five years ago. And these days, I tell you what, this place has become a destination for not only the folks there in Greene County, but from Greenville, Goldsboro, Kinston, and many, many miles beyond. People are coming from all over to get all their great sweet treats and all their savory meals, too, like their famous biscuit bombs, big buttermilk biscuits stuffed with cheddar cheese or sausage or bacon i'll tell you what it is one fantastic way to eat breakfast and people from all over are coming to check out the farmer in the dale today i'm sitting down with the owners husband and wife team of zach and stacy bales where we're going to talk about how they got started their vision for the future and of course what it's like owning and running a business with your spouse so you're from Kentucky. I am from Kentucky. How did you end up in Eastern North Carolina? Uh, you know, a long wandering path. Uh, I ended up going to graduate school at Wake Forest and um, after graduate school had the opportunity to move east to Wilson to raise money for Barton College um, and met Stacy not long after moving there. And so the rest is history as they say. We fell in love over a, a shared enjoyment and love of baking and food. Um, and that's how we developed a lot of these recipes started at the kitchen, you know, at home. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, what you have to offer, I mean, how do you get these ideas? Because, I mean, there's literally everything. Like, you know, you, you literally look at something and you think, this looks fun. Or, <laughs> like, for me, it's like, I want to learn how to make that. Yeah. Um, and none of us uh, are classically trained in baking. Um, it's something we've all self-taught or we've learned. Um, but it's a kind of a curiosity, a food curiosity of like, well, what does that taste like? Or that looks really good. Um, so let's figure out how to make it. <laughs> so what did you study at Wake? Uh, actually divinity. So yeah, so I studied theology um, and, but you know, uh, fell in love with community and like raising money was something I just loved, but food, yeah. grew up in a big family um, and it was always something that was a core part of what we loved to do. I mean, a lot of people say food is a religion. It is, you know, I mean, you break bread, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's that euphemism of like, when you come around together around a table, that's something that's really special. So it better be good food if you're coming around the table. How do you take that leap into what you guys are doing now? Well, you ha you're not classically trained, as you said, you just have this love. So how do you get the, the gumption, the, 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 the idea to say, hey, you know what, this is what we're going to try to do? Yeah, so I think... For us, there was the question of either we invest in building our community or we look elsewhere, right? So if you're gonna stick around and be in a community, then you wanna contribute and make it the best community. Um, having two children, a big part of that was saying, let's build and be a part of building that. And so um, we wanted to be here and be present and, and doing that. Uh, 
we've luckily have incredible customers that love our food um, and have been supportive since our very first pop-up shop when we had to wait make them wait you know an hour and a half to get their food because we didn't know what in the world we were doing and they've been supportive all along um, and that encouragement and belief in this place um, in this community you know in all of eastern north carolina was a huge encouragement we really didn't think it was necessary to have to travel two and three hours away to find these incredible baked goods and incredible sweets why can't something that's cosmopolitan, so to speak, um, be right here in Eastern North Carolina? And why can't it be accessible? But not only just something that has a cosmopolitan flair or city feel, but actually has that country yeah. twist on it, right? That Southern hospitality. So we call ourselves a Southern bakery and kitchen because, you know, in the South, you know, it's not necessarily separate. It's all together. Um, and so, you know, you're going to have that really great baked cornbread and then you're also gonna have your grits. You got the kitchen and the bakery working right together. And so I think that's what we tried to do is create this feel where um, you're gonna get that experience both ways. I love it. You start with a pop-up shop and now you're in this brand new facility. You've been here about, about a year now? Almost a year, yeah. Uh, what's it been like to have this brand spanking new place that you really much, pretty much planned from scratch? Um, it's been amazing and remarkable, uh, humbling and now we need more space. So, you know, it's this thing, I mean, it's, it's been surreal. Um, you know, having you know, over 30 employees, it's, we are, I think every day, humbled and grateful and um, that we have the opportunity to do this um, and be a part of people's dinner table, um, people's lives and a part of this community. So when we, the pandemic started is right when we were starting to build this facility. So the, the option to not continue to grow wasn't in it because we had to pay for this thing. Um, so we had to grow. So the question wasn't, okay, how do we, you know, kind of get away? It's how do we actually create, grow, find new opportunities for growth and continue to generate viable income yeah. for ourselves. And the beautiful thing was, is that we had to shut down our dining room at the old place and thank God because we didn't have any more space and we had to end up using that space as prep space and packaging space. Um, so really this facility was an incredible incentive for us to create and innovate um, and again we also had those employees that we couldn't let down they had expectations of us to help continue to provide for them in the way of a job and continue to grow um, but i will say the pandemic provided an awesome question of how can you continue to grow in a really difficult time um, so we tried to answer that question the best we could speaking of the community you've become a staple pretty quickly in you know five years or so but it's, it's, it's beyond Greene County, you were telling me, and, and beyond the state of North Carolina sometimes. That's just got to blow your mind, doesn't it? It does. Um, I don't know. Farmer in the Dale um, is something that people want to come and partake in. Um, so I think there's a lot of expectations on us to make sure that what we're putting out, um, not just in the food, but also in customer service, is top-notch and is high quality. Because somebody may be taking a lot of time out of their schedule to come yeah. here. So we want to make sure it's the best experience possible. If someone's listening now and they can only come and get one thing when they're in town, what do you, what's your favorite thing? Like you have to have this. You know, I would say, so if you're coming for breakfast, you got to get the fat D bowl. It's our grits that we're really well known for. And you get bacon and sausage and hash browns and two eggs and one <laughs> of the cheese biscuits. Um, so it's everything and a heart attack in a bowl, but it's incredible. <laughs> uh, highly recommend it. Uh, it's amazing. We do a cheese bomb with uh, smoked barbecue on it. 
Um, there's really, you know, when you ask somebody to, to pick one thing, um, it's almost unfair because there's so much to taste. And then you've got to think about the sweets. So, you know, you've got the savory. Now you've got to pick out what sweet you're going to eat. Um, and that's why when we have people standing in line to look at all the sweets, they oftentimes have a hard time picking it out. So, you know, we're here to help. You've also got a lot of to-go, take-and-bake type things. Yeah. How did that come about? Was it something maybe related to the beginning of the pandemic to give people an option to also give you guys a chance to keep doing what you love? Yeah, so we know that people, when the pandemic first started, we saw that as an opportunity to meet people where they are, which were in their home. Um, and so we started when we were still at our old location doing deliveries to um, different towns in eastern North Carolina. Um, and we saw that that take-and-bake area was a, a growth opportunity for us. And, um, it's something that where people are able to take our food, take it home, cook it when they need it, when they want it, um, and, and ha be able to enjoy the farmer and the Dale experience at home. That pandemic life is, is something that I think people grabbed a hold on um, and will continue to kind of persist. We really love great food and trying to make the best food possible and um, every day is just a, another journey and uh, adventure for us, so come visit us and Tell us what we can do to make the adventure even better. I've heard you use the word community a lot, and that, that's important to you guys to be able to establish something where people feel at home and, and to you yourselves plant roots and let people know, hey, we're here, we're successful. Maybe you can find something the same and be successful here in Snow Hill and Greene County. Yeah, I mean, we put, you know, these uh, big tables in here are from a, a Greene County company, Carolina Farmstead. And we put the farmhouse tables here because we wanted people to be together, be with strangers, yeah. uh, be able to talk and learn about each other. But it's kind of a metaphor for who we are as a business, is we want people to see Eastern North Carolina um, and maybe Greene County particularly as a place where they can come and invest and be a part of something um, and, and help grow it and in both quality and quantity, yeah. right? Um, this is a place that you can grow. Got to ask, what's it uh, like owning and running a business with your wife? Um, as she's looking at me right now, I say it is an incredible pleasure. Now, um, it is, I think that we are um, incredibly fortunate and lucky to be able to do that. It is the hardest thing because um, you have such high expectations of each other to yeah. do that, um, but it's an incredible gift. And to be able to involve our children in this, um, it's something I don't think either one of us would have ever dreamed of, but it is... Um, something every day that I'm super grateful for and it's hard to imagine. Let's talk about this place. First of all, the name. How did it come about? Um, Dale is my maiden name. Um, my dad is a farmer, so it only made sense to be farmer in the Dale. It also has a nice little ring to it. Everyone likes to sing the song. It makes for a happy day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how do you uh, take the leap to do what you guys started a couple years ago? Um, we were very fortunate that I grew up in this business. My mom, she owned a restaurant when I was a little girl, so her restaurant was like a second home to me. Um, waiting on customers, running the cash register, you know, all of that th stuff is things that I just grew up with, so it was very natural for me. Um, I always said when I was a little girl, I'm never going to own a restaurant. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to go be a professional and, you know, go do all of those things. And I did that for a little while. and. Somehow I got called back to Greene County and now we are here. Um, so it was definitely, we, we started doing cookie classes in my mom's kitchen. She doesn't have a restaurant anymore, but she still caters. So 
we were found ourselves in Greene County. We were a little bored, so we were like, well, let's just offer some cookie decorating classes because I've always enjoyed baking and decorating. And we posted on Facebook about it, and before you knew it, we had Halloween classes, we had Thanksgiving yeah. classes, we were decorating cookie uh, Christmas cookies with so many people. And we were like, well, this must be a thing. People really like this, so what can we do next? And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, how do you go from, you know, cookie decorating, cookie making classes to a restaurant that brings in people from all over the state and beyond. I mean, that's gotta blow your mind. It does, it's, it surprises me every single day when people walk through the door and they're coming here to eat food that we've created. Um, it's very humbling um, because what we make here is things that we used to make at home on Sunday morning for breakfast. So biscuit bombs got started in our kitchen when we were just oh gosh, so young, and we weren't even married yet, and we would make biscuits on a Sunday morning, and we're like, oh, let's stuff them with bacon and cheese because that sounds so good, and then we'll bake them up, and we split them open, and all this cheese falls out, and oh my gosh, it looks like a bomb exploding of cheese. <laughs> so let's call these biscuit bombs, and we would just happen to post it on Facebook, and people were like, oh my gosh, I wanna try that. And we were fortunate enough to have my mom's kitchen, so she let us use it for what we call pop-up shops. Yeah. And our first pop-up shop, we expected maybe like, you know, 20, 25 people in the county that knew my parents, knew my mom's history, and they're like, oh, let's try out this little girl's business and see what it is. And there was a line down the driveway, and it's a really long driveway. Um, and people were waiting hours for uh, the biscuit bombs or the jacks that Zach, he had come up with, the fried pies. And it's just, it was amazing to see people wanting what we made at home. And we just knew that there was this market for food that's homemade with love that reminds people of going to their grandma's house yeah. and people love that it gives you joy and it gives you a sense of community and home and we're just happy to be put in a situation where we can share that as i look at your front counter and some of the big goods <laughs> you literally have everything you can't choose right that's right oh, absolutely <laughs> not uh, i'm guessing the like you said the ideas just came you know what this sounds good let's yes. make it that's it um zach and i we both love to eat so um, there, we, we're not short of ideas. Um, we make things the way we would make them at home. So in a cheese bomb, we're gonna put a lot of cheese. On a sprinkle sugar cookie, we're gonna put a lot of sprinkles. It's not something where we're looking to cut cost. We're looking at things the way we would make them at home the way that we want to eat them. And that's what we want to give to other people. Being here in Greene County in Snow Hill, I'm thinking that's important to you guys. Yes. Because you could you could open this place up yeah. in the middle of Greenville. It would do well. Absolutely. But it's here. It's, yeah. it's in rural Eastern North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Why is that important to you? I mean, we when we were looking about building or expanding elsewhere, we looked at Greenville. We looked at Wilson. We looked at Goldsboro. And those places would have been great. I think we would have been successful there. I think we would have loved it there. But when it came to it, every single time we had to decide, it was all about home. And it was about being close to family, being a part of a community that I've grown up with and that Zach has just really like fallen in love with and just kind of making a mark in the place that we call home and being able to share that with other people. Um, and there's not, I mean, there's a lot in Greene County, but it's not when you're comparing it to Greenville or Goldsboro. So just being able to make our mark in the county and being able to bring something that our kids can grow up in and that our kids can grow if they choose to, that was really important to us. You guys have quickly become an institution in Greene <laughs> County and, and people love this place around here locally, but but folks are coming from far away. You know, your husband yes. told me someone came in recently from Charlotte just, yes. just to eat here. 
you got to take a lot of pride in that, I would think. Absolutely, and that's one of the main things about when I say, like, it's so humbling to see people walk through the door. People drive to see us, and when they leave their house, whether they're 30 minutes away, two hours away, four hours away, or even further, it's crazy to me that they're leaving their house with us as their destination in mind. And it makes you really, really thankful. It makes you proud of what you created, and it really motivates you to keep doing things and doing better so that you keep bringing those people in. Because not only when they come here are they visiting us, but we can say, hey, if you go down the street, there's a great furniture store, there's a great little boutique, there's all these places that you can visit and just kind of share Greene County with them to let them know. It's not just like a little town, which it is, but we have so much more to offer than that. And there's so many businesses here that deserve people driving from far away to visit them. When you guys started, I'm guessing you could count the number of people working for you on one hand. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> now, now you've got about 35 or so. I can't even believe that we have that many employees. When we first started, it was Zach and I who were working full-time jobs elsewhere. And when we would have our pop-up shops, we would literally come home from work at 5 o'clock and we would work through the night. And when I say through the night, I mean 5 p.m. through midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., all the way until 9 a.m. when we opened the next morning. So it was just us. And when we hired our first employee, we thought it was such a big deal. One, because you're paying people, like you're paying this person with money that like it was really, like we worked really hard to earn. And then as we added that person to our team and then we added another one, at the old place I think we had about 10 employees and here we're almost close to 40 now. Wow. Um, so it definitely comes with a lot of stress and managing people, but we've been very, very fortunate that the people that work here, they're invested in our vision and they care a lot about it too. So you can tell that that passion comes through in the food, whether it be breakfast, lunch, and dinner or the baked goods that we have. What this place has offered us is a vision to do more. So not only can we bake more or cook more or serve more food and serve more people, but we, we just have the ability to think so much bigger. So bigger for ourselves, bigger for Greene County. Um, like I was talking to you earlier about the agritourism and being able to get like involved in offering like hay rides for the community or things to do at Christmas or Halloween. I always tell Zach that I want to have a drive-in movie theater in the field over there where we can offer like snacks and um, dinner at night and call it Fat D After Dark <laughs> just because it's fun to say. Um, <laughs> but things like that we're just really excited about the future for this place and we're just happy that people think that it's worth the ride along with us. You really want Snow Hill, Greene County to be a destination. Right? Yes. I mean, it's great. And we just want people to realize that it's as great as we know it is. You mentioned uh, full old full-time job. What did you do? Um, I worked at ECU in HR. Okay. So I did um, a lot of like their new hire paperwork and I did some of their website management. Um, I went to school and I got a degree in journalism. So I feel like that kind of helps me with like the social media aspects yeah. of this, which we put a lot into social media. And I really do think that that is a big reason that we've grown the way we have, because what better way to reach people than everyone who is on Facebook or Instagram or yeah. TikTok, right? Um, so that's definitely been a tool that we've used and it's been very helpful in letting people who are very, very far away know about us and post those pictures of all the beautiful suites and they're yeah. like, I have to drive to get this. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing a picture of a biscuit bomb or some Absolutely. of these, you know, sweets. Yes. You see that it's like, okay, uh -huh. how do I get this? I mean, you post a video of you frosting a cookie and spraying like edible glitter on it. You definitely want to come eat it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. All right. I asked your husband this, so I got to ask you. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> it's got to be fun though, right? <laughs> it is. Yes. I mean, 
not many people can say that they go to work every day and see their spouse and they go home and spend time with their spouse. So it definitely has its challenges. We butt heads on many, many things, but at the end, stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, we, we both love this business so much. We tell everyone like this business is our, we have two kids, this is our third baby and we care about it so much and working with your spouse every day it's it's very humbling like you definitely there's no comment okay. <laughs> no it's great though it really is and we're very very thankful that we get to do it and that we do it mostly well for the most part um and not many people can say that you know i would think most people say you're doing it really well I mean, look, <laughs> yes. look at this place and it's even better like when our kids come in the morning before they go to daycare and they talk to our, all of our employees. Like there's a lot of our employees that they call ants. And yeah. I mean, it really is a family here. And I mean, you can't ask for anything better than your kids growing up in that kind of environment. And I know that because I grew up in that right. kind of environment. And there are memories that I have from my mom's restaurant that I still like, it's, it's something I value today. So it's very, very, like, it makes me almost emotional thinking about it, like that my kids get to share in that and grow up with that. And maybe when your kids are older, they'll say, no way will I get in the yes. restaurant business <laughs> and then end up with yes, a restaurant. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're, we have two, so hopefully at least one of them will want to, but yeah, <laughs> they may say that, but they'll come around. I mean, the sugar always lures you back in, right? Or the cheese. <laughs> or the cheese, yes. <laughs> My thanks to the Bales for letting us come out and really get an inside look at one of the most well-known restaurants in Eastern North Carolina, The Farmer and the Dell. And if you haven't seen our video portion of the People in Places segment, go to WNCT.com, click on the On Your Side page. There you'll find the People in Places page where you can watch this feature and all the other People in Places I've done over the last four or five years. Definitely makes you hungry, though, when you're going to watch this video from the farmer in the Dell, if you're not hungry already. Again, my thanks to Zach and Stacy for letting me come out and learn a little bit more about their fantastic restaurant. That's going to do it for this edition of the People and Places Extra podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. We'll see you next time.